0: But today, we laid the foundation last week. And if you are not here, just go and look at the last Sunday message. And today's title is Your Faith, Your Life. Hallelujah. Your faith, your what? Your life. Praise the Lord. Uh, Somebody will want to argue with the title. How can you say faith is your life? Your faith is your life and all of that. But just wait until we go into the word of God before you. Hallelujah. Say me, my faith in the word of God. My faith in the word of God is my life. my life. Hallelujah. My faith in the word of God. My, my faith in the word of God is my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to Galatians chapter three. So, in this series, one of the things you will notice is that we will stay a lot in the book of Galatians. So, if I was you, I would just go and read more, study more of the book of Galatians, because um, that is where we are going to lay our argument and lay the foundation of this message. Praise the Lord. So, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 11, the scripture says, But no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. So, in in other words, when we read this scripture and we see the word the law, our minds run back to ceremonial laws. We try to exclude the Ten Commandments. That we think that by keeping the Ten Commandments, then you are justified in the sight of God. If that was the case, there will be no need for Jesus to come and die for our sins. If we were justified by keeping the Ten Commandments, there will be no need for Jesus to come and die for our sins. All we have to do is just keep the Ten Commandments, obey the Ten Commandments, and then you are justified before God. But the scripture is saying clearly here, no man is justified by the law that includes the ten commandments that were given by angels. Remember that? Remember Galatians three nineteen, John chapter one seventeen, as chapter seven, verse fifty three, Hebrews two uh, verse one to three, uh, verse one to two. The law, the ten commandments including the Levitical laws, they were pioneered and engineered and orchestrated by angelic ministries. By angelic what? Ministries. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So no one is justified by what? No one is justified in the sight of God by keeping the law. Are we all on the same page? Hallelujah. Now, but we are justified in the sight of God by what? By faith. Hallelujah. By what? Faith. By faith. So, that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by his faith. Hallelujah. The judge shall live by his word, By his faith. Praise the Lord. Meaning that your life is rooted on your faith in God. Your ability to walk in faith determines your life here on earth. Hallelujah. Your ability to walk in faith determines what? Determines your life. So that is why if you are not in the faith, you are already a dead man. That is why the scripture says if anything, anything not done in faith is sin. So in the new dispensation, in the dispensation of grace, we have grace and faith. We have grace and what? And faith. Grace is God's goodness towards man. Faith is man understanding God's goodness and receiving it and walking in it. Amen? Faith is what? Man understanding God's goodness, receiving his goodness, and walking in his goodness. So that is why I said last Sunday that grace cannot overrule faith. Hallelujah. Grace cannot overrule what? Overrule faith. No. But it is impossible for you to walk in faith without understanding grace. Amen? It is impossible. For you to walk in supernatural faith, I mean re-faith, without understanding grace. Grace is God's finished work for mankind. God's goodness. His graciousness, his mercies, his loving kindness, his tender mercies. Everything about God is his grace. So, grace, God's goodness towards us, faith, understanding God's goodness, appropriating it, living it. Praise the Lord. Now, so let's read this from New Living Translation. New Living Translation, verse 11. Galatians 3, verse 11. So it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. No one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scriptures say, it is true faith that a righteous person has life. It just that the title, the, the, this sentence or this phrase is too long. That would have been the title of the message. It is true it is faith that a righteous person has life. But that's why I said, your faith, your life. Hallelujah. Your faith is what? Your life. So Galatians 3 verse 11 in New Living Translation says that The righteous man, the man that has been made righteous, has life through his faith. That is why Noah could not be called the father of faith. God could not go through the descent, God could not go through Noah to give Noah a seed to redeem us from our sins. But the scripture said, Noah found grace. But it is, we don't have anywhere it is written that Noah, righteousness was credited to Noah's account. I ain't getting it, it. But to Abraham, we are told that an Abraham believed God, Genesis 15 verse 6, and it was credited to, what? to his account. And that is why the promise came to Abraham. That is why we are blessed with faithful Abraham. That is why Abraham is the father of faith. That is why Abraham is all our father. So, and God said that through him shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's why when you are reading the, the Old Testament, you see some wonderful people, they live right. But God could not go through their lineage to bring salvation to man until he found Abraham. Hallelujah. So the righteous person has what? Life. By his faith. It is true faith that a righteous person has life. Praise the Lord. So now, to go deeper, to understand why your faith is your life, you need to understand that the word of God that abides forever. The word of God that cannot be broken. The word of God that created all things was only possible through the instrumentality of God's faith. In other words, God did not just get up and say, "Light be. God did not just get up and start creating things. The scripture made us to understand that it was through faith. That everything was framed and created. So if you go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 1 to 3. Now faith is the substance of things so forth. The evidence of things not sin. This is that faith is what? The substance. So it is it's something that is real. It is something that is tangible. It is something that can be seen. It's the substance. It might be small, but it can be seen. It might be small, but it can be what? It can be seen. Now the scripture went on to say verse 2 to 3. For by it the the elders obtain a good report. faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. Did you see that? were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Did you see that? He said, so what we are seeing right now is as a manifestation, is as a result of what? Faith. The words that we are seeing is a manifestation of what? Manifestation of God's faith. The words were in God they were there, but they could not be made real in this realm until God manifested his faith. So when God said, let there be light, it was the manifestation of his faith. It was what? The manifestation of his faith. When God said, let there be light, it was the manifestation of what? his faith. When God called the light, called the day, called forth all the living things, greater all the creation, even, let's put it this way. Creation is the manifestation of God's faith. Say so with creation so like so is the manifestation of God's faith. Say I faith. So creation is the manifestation of God's faith. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Mm-hmm. You see, he said the words were framed. So you see the word framed. There, that is a substance. That is the faith. Without the frame. They cannot be the actual product. It's just like without a plan, you cannot build. You can't have a good building without a plan. Every building requires a plan. Faith is the plan. The plan has to be there before the building can be constructed. Are you seeing it? How do you get a plan? You get the plan by the work, through the work. Through the work, faith is drawn. Faith is released unto you through the word, through the word of God. You receive faith. So, we can say that faith is the impartation of God's persuasions. Faith is what? Is the impartation of what? God's persuasions to us. God is persuading us through his faith. Does that make sense? God is persuading us through his word, through his faith. Now, as we are sitting here, and you are listening to this message, now, every time you come to church, God is persuading you through his word. Is that not it? Is? And if you ever come to a point of accepting one of our messages, for example, when we talk about the reality of the, your mind, that your mind is supernatural, if you go back and you 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 you, you study those messages, you listen to those messages and say, you know what? I believe this message. I believe this is the word of God. You are persuaded. You are what? You are persuaded. And it is through what? God's word. God's word has persuaded you. So faith is God's persuasion to mankind. Or to we, the believers. Say me, faith. is God's persuasions to ask the believers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, look at how God persuaded Abraham. In Genesis chapter 15, God brought Abraham outside because Abraham was complaining, God, you haven't given me a child. You haven't given me a seed. I don't have this. There's no Look, he said, all the material blessings. He said, this man who is not my son is the one going to inherit. And God said, no, you are going to have a son, one born of you. He will be the one to inherit you. And you know how God did that? God did that by persuading Abraham. How? He called Abraham out. He said, now Abraham, look up. Amen? He said, look to the stars. If you can count the stars, then you'll be able to count your descendants. He said, so shall your descendants be and to you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So God persuaded Abraham by showing Abraham, giving Abraham something. He gave Abraham a picture. He gave Abraham a word. Hallelujah. So every time we come to church, God is persuading us by his word. And every time you receive that word, every time you receive the possession of God, you are stepped into the realm of faith. Hallelujah. That's why I said that it is not possible to have faith with that grace. It's not. It's not. It is not. You can't have faith with that grace. But grace can never overrule faith. Hallelujah! So in other words, wherever you see strong faith, you see strong grace. So whenever you see strong grace, you see strong faith. Hallelujah! Is is is? And, and in the Bible, we have something called great grace. Remember Acts of Apostles and great grace was upon them all. Hallelujah. And then you see Jesus talking about, there are two women in the scriptures, the woman who came to Jesus, and then he said, Jesus should hear the daughter, and Jesus said, listen, it is not good that children's bread should be given to dogs. And the woman said, but dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And Jesus said, oh woman, great is your faith. Did you see that? You see, Jesus is grace personified in those days. When Jesus spoke those words, the woman answered back, You are the bread of life. (laughs) We are like those. We have come to eat the crop that uh, that are fallen from you. So (laughs) if you are saying we cannot have this, where should we go now? And the woman looked, Jesus looked at the woman and said, Woman, great is your faith. For this saying, Your daughter has already made home. So every time you see grace, strong grace, great grace, you see strong faith. Hallelujah. You see what strong faith is their power to you can't separate them because grace is the root, faith is the fruit. Hallelujah. Without the root, can a tree stand? No. No matter how big that tree is, if the root are cut off, that's it, the true fall. Grace is the root, faith is the fruit. So that is why understanding the finished work of Jesus is important if you want to walk in faith. Hallelujah. So once you receive grace, which is through the word, remember the, the Bible says in Acts of Apostles, Paul was speaking, I command to God and to the word of his grace. To the word of his word, His grace. So the word of God is also called the word of his grace. So when you receive the word which is his grace inside that word you are persuaded by God to receive faith. Once you receive faith the scripture says that you are made righteous because you have received that persuasion in the word of God. Hallelujah. Watch it. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. You know, Romans chapter 12 is one of my favorite chapters, but let me show you something here. Romans 12, praise the Lord. Are you with me this morning? Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. I'm going to be fast. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove not his good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Verse 3 says, For I say, To the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think so badly according as God has dealt with or dealt to every man the measure of faith did you see that so god has given every man a measure of faith so in other words faith is not something that you manufacture it on your own it is something given to god from it is something given to you by god through his word so through his word god gives you faith amen through His word, God gives you what? God gives you faith. You can't just manufacture faith anyhow. So that is why when, when Christians would go about say, Yes, I believe God, I'm going to get this. I believe God, I'm going to receive this. I believe God. You better have the word back in these things. You better go and study scriptures. You can't just stand and say, I, Yes, I received this. I re-. That is why people turn around and say the faith movement is faith. It's not faith, believe me. Without faith, you can't receive anything from God. It is your life. It is what it is. Your life. It is. It is just like grace. Now, God has raised men, mighty women and men and women of God that are teaching grace, pure grace. And now you can see some other followers have come in, trying to divert the message of grace, trying to change certain things and. Every dispensation, whatever message God gives, the devil will try as much as he can to bring some form of distortion in that message. When tongues, when when when, when, when uh, our dispensation started to know that tongues is the symbolism of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, now everybody started speaking in tongues to the point that now, in public places, it's not even advisable to speak in tongues. Because when you say pray in tongues, there will be, there will be demonic possessed that are speaking in tongues. Demons are speaking in tongues through them. Does it mean that speaking in tongues is not good? No. That is to tell that every new revelation, every revelation God gives us, the enemy will try as much as he can to disrupt that message. And we have to be very careful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it is not, faith is not just name it and claim it and then they try to make fun of it. No, you can't, it, it is real, it is a tangible force. It is a living force. It is a what? A living force. Hallelujah. So here we are told that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So when you became born again, God gave you a measure of his faith. He gave you a down payment of his faith. God did what? God gave you a down payment of his faith. Because you hear the word of God, a man of God preached to you, you are persuaded, persuaded by the message to God. The Holy Spirit persuaded you. And then, you now receive faith to be made whole. Even salvation, the scripture says, we are saved by grace through faith. By grace through faith. Hallelujah. So this is the mystery of faith. This is how, why faith is your life. Grace has made everything available. Inside grace, you draw faith. And you live by faith. You walk by faith. And that same faith is what makes you right before God. That same faith is what makes you right before God. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, let let me, let me, before we go further, the reason why you need to understand that faith is your life. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 24, Galatians 3 24, we'll go back to Galatians chapter 3 verse 24. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture says, Wherefore the Lord was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. Did you see that? So the Lord guided us as a school teacher who guide somebody, who guide a people, who guide a student to their final exams. Are you getting it? But at the end, is it the teacher that is going to write the exams of the student? Is the student? Are you getting it? So, the Lord guided us to Christ and then we are justified by faith in Christ Jesus. Now, so let me just render the definition of the word justified. The word justified means to render innocent, clear of all charges of sin, and eternal death. You are clear of what? All charges of sin, and eternal death. So you have to understand the potency of your faith in Christ. That once you have believed Christ, you are justified. You have been clear of all charges. All charges of sin and eternal death against your destiny, against your life, they are all cleared out. They are all removed. That is, in the sight of God, there is no sin attached to the record. This is not an act of Physical holiness, it is not an act of something you have done physically, it's an act of faith. So, you see, that when you believe God's word, you are justified. And to be justified means to be clear of all charges of sin and eternal death. All right, understand that we are clear of all charges of sin and eternal death. Look at the opposite. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus made this statement. He said, The thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come, that you may have life, and have it more abundantly. And have it what? More abundantly. See that, he says you may have life. Is that what Jesus said? How are you going to have life in Christ? How are you going to have life in Christ? Is it by going to church? Is it by being born in a Christian home? Is it by doing good? Is it by giving to charity? Is it by meeting people's needs? Oh, I wish those things could give life. But those things can never give life. They can never do what? They can never give life. Is it by being a good person, being morally sound? No you can be morally sound, everybody can praise you that you are a man of integrity, you are a man of character, you are a man of impeccable character. It cannot provide you the life that is in Christ Jesus. So that is also awesome. people have deceived themselves. That if they are good, they don't steal, they have never stolen, they've never lied, they are morally sound, and they believe that they are good wives, will give them Heaven, or we take them to heaven, is wrong. Those who go to good people don't go to heaven. Let me say this. Let me repeat it. Good people don't go to where they don't go to heaven. It is those who have believed in Christ Jesus. They are the one that make it to heaven. You don't go to heaven because you are good. Amen. That is why some people think there is no need to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. No. You don't go to, you won't make it to heaven because you are good. You will make it to heaven because you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And it is done by only one thing and only one thing by faith. Grace, faith. Grace to faith. Grace to faith. Grace to faith. That you receive him and then when you receive him by faith, he declares you Innocent, he clears all charges of sin against your record. Your record of sin and eternal condemnation is wiped out. So if a man never comes to a point of faith, he has no life. Did you see that? If a man, if a man never comes to a point of faith in Christ, he has no life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Does it, make, does it make sense? If a man never comes to a point of faith in Christ, that man is dead. He has no life. So faith is your life. Faith is what? Your life. That is what he said in John 3.16. God so loved the one that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, whosoever has faith in him, whosoever receives him, this person will not perish. Meaning that this person will have life. Did you see that? So, without faith, you cannot be saved. So, without faith, you have no life. You have no eternal life. You are dead, spiritually dead. thrice dead. Now, having received Jesus, the scripture said, they just shall live by his faith. Having received Jesus through your faith, you have to control to live by faith, amen. You have to control to live by what? To live by faith if, 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 for whatever reason you step out of the domain of faith, you've entered into sin. You entered into sin. In, in, in fact, there are some things that. Let, let, let me, I'm just going to say this, and later on we might have opportunity to. In New Testament. In New Testament, what is causing a New Testament? It will shock you. In Old Testament, we saw so many things: Thou shall not kill, Thou shall not steal, Thou shall not, Thou shall not, and then we carry that mentality into the New Testament, thinking that if you don't do this, you haven't sinned. If you don't do this, yeah. But in in the New Testament, sin is categorized differently. Whatever is not of faith is sin. So in the New Testament, each time you step out of the domain of faith, you've entered into sin. You might not have done it physically, but you're already in sin. You're already in sin. And most people think that the New Testament is so easy. Look, the New Testament deals with the heart. It deals with what? That's what I said last time. The grace deals with the heart. The Lord deals with the flesh. So you could get away with so many things under the law. But under grace, no. Because grace deals with the heart. So what is seen in New Testament in the time You are not acting in faith. You are in sin. So sin in New Testament is anytime you are not in faith. You are in sin. The righteous person has life by his faith. Praise the Lord. Let me read that in New uh, Living Translation. So it is fair that no one can be made right we God back trying to keep the law. In other words, if you try not to commit all the sins written in scriptures, the scripture says you will not be made right, even by not doing it. You be made right by believing in Christ. You be made right by your faith. Did you see that? You will not be made right by not doing it. You are made right by faith in what Jesus did for you. Hallelujah. So he said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So how do you receive the abundant life that is in Christ Jesus? This life is manifested in our life. is manifested in our lives by faith. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. Watch here? You know, the word of God, Christ is the word of God. Is that not it? Alright. Go, go with me to Romans chapter 1. Romans 1, verse 16. Romans 1, verse 16 and 17. Praise the Lord. The scripture says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Every time you see the word gospel, just know it is the word of God or the word of Christ or the goodness of Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto what? The word salvation symbol means deliverance. Alright. To everyone that believer, you see that? So, there must be faith for the word to be what? To deliver you. There must be faith for deliverance. Did you see that? To the Jewish first, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Verse 17. For therein, where? Which one is therein? The word of God. So, inside the word of God is the righteousness of God revealed. Did you see that? Inside the word is what? Righteousness revealed. And this righteousness, the scripture says, it is revealed from what? It says, from faith to what? So, that means that the righteousness that we have to live in Christ, the holiness that we have to live in Christ, the purity that we have to live in Christ, The sanctification that we have to live in Christ, it is one level of faith to another level of faith. The one level of faith to another level of faith. That each time we are in faith, this righteousness, this purity, this sanctification is increased from one level to another level, from another level to another level, from a greater level to a more greater level until you see Jesus face to face. Did you see that? That's why new translation says, for the scripture says it is true that a righteous person has life. King says the just shall live by his faith. Listen that because your the level of your righteousness, the gift of righteousness increases by the level of your faith, your purity, the level of your purity increases by the level of your faith. Hallelujah! Your sanctification increases by the level of what? Your faith. Technically, we are all made righteous, we are made holy, we are made pure, we are sanctified, but you see, if you don't understand the mystery of faith, you'll be stuck in the first level of sanctification and purity, and then the enemy will corrupt you. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by his faith. Hallelujah. So let's read this in New Living Translations. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So 17. 17 says that the goodness tells us how God makes us right in his sight. That's the word of God. It tells us how God made us what? Right in his side. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. Did you see that? It is accomplished from what? From start to finish. So if for any reason in your Christian walk you come to a point where there is no longer faith, uh, there is no longer life. You don't longer have life. It says this, this, this. Is, oh man! Let, let me read it to you again. It is. It says this is accomplished from start to finish by faith, from start to finish by faith. That's what the scripture says. That's what the scripture says. The altar and what. And finisher of our faith. You begin with the force of faith as a Christian. You give your life to Christ based on the faith. The persuasion of his faith. You have to continue in that faith to your last breath here on earth. To be right with god is from start to finish and it is progressive holiness is progressive sanctification is progressive it is not once and for all it is progressive praise the Lord hallelujah <laughs> He says, New Living Trans, New International Version put it this way. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith. A righteousness that is by what? By faith. A holiness that is by faith. A sanctification that is by faith. A purity that is by faith. It says, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The righteous will live by faith. So if there's one one important thing that believers have to pay attention, we have to pay attention to our faith on a daily basis. So that is what the scripture says that we should renew our minds. We should do what? what? What is the essence of mental renewal? The essence of mental renewal is to keep your faith alive. Did you see that? The essence of mental renewal is to keep what? Is to keep your faith to renew your mind about your righteousness that is in Christ Jesus. That it is by faith. And then a time is coming. All that was commanded by the law that thou shall not steal, that shall not lie, that shall not do this, thou shalt not you will begin, you will not do those things, not because the scripture said don't do it. The feelings to do it will be missing, and that is what we call faith. That is what we call what? That is what we call faith. Not saying that I'm not going to do it, but inside you, you already you've already done it. Are you getting it? No say you are not going to sleep inside you before this stolen. No say you are not going to commit adultery inside you for the done it. No. When you focus on the word of God, your mind is renewed on this mystery called faith that is in the world. Remember that faith is the substance of the word, it is inside faith is inside the word. So when the scripture says that because you are believed in Christ, you are been made righteous. So you meditate on those scriptures like that. You meditate on your righteousness. That is a gift unto you. As you are doing that you draw so much righteousness into your spirit man That a time comes that whatever was a, an, a, whatever was a weakness just fall off. It's no longer there, that's what the scripture said. they just shall live by his faith. That's why he went on to say, Whatever is not done in faith is what is sin. Did you see that? Whatever is not done in faith is sin. that's what I told you in, in the New Testament. Sin is different from new New uh, Old Testament definition of sin. until we Christians will be we start to distinguish these two things we will be living New Testament mentality thinking we are living in faith. Hallelujah. So so it doesn't matter whether a man is in church not engaging all these physical things. If if it is not by faith, it's in sin. If it is not by faith, it's what? It's in sin. It's as simple as that. For in the word of God is this righteousness revealed. Are you getting it? When God wanted to impact this righteousness to Abraham, he gave Abraham his word. Then when Abraham believed it, it was credited to Abraham's account as what? Well, righteousness. And then from that time, Abraham have to live by that word righteous. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? Are you blessed this morning? All right. Now let, let me show you something. First John chapter five verse four. First John chapter five verse four. If we are not able to finish, we'll continue next week. Praise the Lord. First John chapter five verse four. Somebody will say, "Okay, now, okay." So every day you renew your mind. You make confessions. Jesus became sin that I might receive His righteousness. He made it to be seen for me, that I might be made one, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How can that possibly, how can that possibly prevent you from physical engagement of sin? Because we don't understand what faith really is. In 1 John chapter 4, sorry, First John chapter 5 verse 4, this is what the scripture says. Thank you, Jesus. He says, For whosoever or whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Now, did you notice here, he didn't say even the word of God. Did you notice that? Why would he not say the word of God? Because it faith is a substance of the word, faith is drawn from the word. So your your faith is your victory. So each time, so for example, let's say First Corinthians 5 21. I believe you can cross-check that scripture. He made it to be seen for us who knew no sin. That we might be made what the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is that not it? Cross check in first Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, or second Corinthians 5 21. second yeah, Corinthians, I think second Corinthians. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, sorry. I think I'm quoting a long scripture. It should be Romans second five twenty one. Okay. So five twenty one says that He made Jesus to be sin for us. Is that not it? So the contention here is. Jesus becoming your sins. Jesus became your sin. That is the contention. And then you becoming Jesus what? Righteousness. Is that not it? (laughs) This is where faith comes in. This is where faith comes in. This is the word. This is the word of God unto us. Praise the Lord. This is where the word of God comes unto us. That to the finished work of christ second corinthians 5:21 through the finished work of christ he became our sins so in, in, in reality and uh, by the finished work of redemption the scripture says we are dead to sin how can that be true how can that be possible romans 6, 14 Sin shall not have dominion over us or over you because you are not under the law, but you are under grace. How? Are we not under grace? Are we, in, are we not in grace? Are, are people not still struggling with sin? Are people not still sinning? Because the element that will stop the flow of sin. Your victory over sin is not grace. Your victory over sin is your faith appropriated through grace. Are you hearing your victory over sin is your faith which has which uh, which you appropriated through faith and through grace, which is the word of God? So he made it to the sin for us who did you not know, say that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, now this righteousness is in levels it's a continuous righteousness it's not today, tomorrow, no it's a. and the scripture says from faith, this righteousness is revealed in the word of God is this righteousness revealed from faith to faith, so 1st John chapter 5 verse 4 whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. What is in the world that we will overcome? Sin. Sin is in the world, and there are different types. The pride of life, all kinds. If you if you read First Corinthians, you see all types of sins in the world. And the Scripture says that your faith is your victory. That overcomes the world. How can you overcome the world and not overcome every agent of the world? So no one can overrule faith. It, it is not possible. Thank you, Jesus. Let me show you. Thank you, Lord. In that same John, let me see if I can find this real quick before we go, about about what is in the world and why it's important for you to understand. Just a minute. Your faith is your victory. It is true faith that you overcome the world so, look at this. Thank you, Jesus. Alright. The same 1st John chapter 2. 1st John chapter 2 verse 16. Watch here. Let's let, let start from verse 14. I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because you are, you are strong and the word of God abides in you. You have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world and the love of love the world the love of the father is not in him. Now look at this. For all that is in the world the lust of the flesh how do you overcome the loss of the flesh that is in the world? By faith. That's what 1 John 5.4 is saying. The loss of the eyes. So, we have what is called the loss of the flesh. We have what is called the loss of the eyes. And it is stop there. He went on to say this. The pride of life. It is not of the Father. But it is of the world. So, these are the major, these are the three major sins. These are the sins in the world. That your faith in the righteousness that is in Christ Jesus will help you to overcome. That your faith in the word of God will help you to overcome. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's what first John 5 said that whatever is born of God overcomes the world. How do you overcome? You overcome the world by overcoming these three things. It's only possible by faith. That's what Paul I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Inside the gospel, which is the word of God, lies the righteousness of God. But for this, inside this, for this righteousness to manifest in your life you receive God's persuasions, which is his faith. His faith is released unto you. It's released unto you. It's released unto you. So each time you spend time in the word of God, your mind is renewed in the righteousness which is in Christ Jesus, thereby empowering your faith against sin. So sin is not just committing sin Sin, is, sin in New Testament is not just committing sin sin in New Testament is when you are not in faith did you see that sin in New Testament is what when you are not in faith you are you have sinned you are in sin so that is why we need to understand the potency of the faith of God that is in the word of God The potency of the faith of God. That is in the word of God. Faith is God's divine persuasion. God persuading us that I have made you righteous. And then you receive that persuasion. Let me just end with this. Romans chapter 4. So what what we've tried to do today is just look at the definition of faith. Amen? We are looking at what? The definition of faith. Romans chapter 4. Look at what King James said here concerning Abraham. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 16. Romans chapter 4 verse 16. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. So every time you see faith, you see grace. Every time you see grace, you see faith. This is talking about Abraham that it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all that seed. It is a seed, seed which is Christ, not only to that which is of the law, but that which is also of the faith of Abraham, which is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made a father of many nations. Before whom he believed even God who could the dead and called those to which be not as though they were. Verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall that seed be. Verse 19. And be not weak in faith. You see that? So whatever God told Abraham Abraham kept his mind on it. He kept his eyes on it. Day and night Abraham walked in faith day and night. His faith was renewed, his mind was renewed. The just shall live by his faith. So every day Abraham has to live by faith. Based on the words that were spoken to him, so shall that seed be. So shall that seed be. Hallelujah. So shall that seed be. So the scripture says that be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body none dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Look at verse 21. And being fully persuaded. How? How was Abraham fully persuaded? He was persuaded by the word of God. He was persuaded by what? By the word of God. That is what we call faith. So faith is God fully persuading us to his word. Faith is what? God fully persuading us to his word. That Jesus became our sin. Oh Jesus, you became this sin for me. So therefore this sin cannot have dominion over my life. This issue cannot control me again. This thing cannot control me again. Jesus, you become a righteousness. So I receive righteousness that is in your word through grace. Hallelujah. How was Abraham fully persuaded? So shall that seed be. That word, God used that word to fully persuade Abraham. Fully persuaded. That he had promised. He and verse 71, one, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also he was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. So every time we allow God to influence us by His Word, the more righteous the more pure, the more holy, the more sanctified you become. And that is through the instrumentality of faith. So, faith is your life. It is your life. Faith is your spiritual life hidden in the word of God. Faith is what? Your spiritual life hidden in the word of God. For the just shall live by his faith. The righteous person has life to his faith. Hallelujah. Faith is your spiritual life hidden in scriptures. Especially the words of Christ. Especially the words of what? The words of Christ. Especially the New Testament. Hallelujah. Faith is your spiritual life hidden in the word of God. Especially the New Testament. Especially what Christ did for you on the cross, what Christ became for you, and what Christ has made you to be. That is what we call faith. It is your life hidden in the Word of God. That is why He told them in Deuteronomy the 6 that the Word of God, He said, This is your life and your wisdom. These two and live. Hallelujah. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He said, Nothing was made. Without the word. Is that not it? But we are told that before the word made anything, faith was there. The substance. So, faith is the substance of the word of God that brought creation to a reality. So, that is why it is our victory. It is our life. You have to feed on the word. So, Romans 10, 17 now says, Therefore, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. By hearing the word of God. So, the more the word you receive, the more faith will manifest in your life. Praise the Lord. So, faith is not name it, claim it, and don't let anybody talk you out of this mystery called the faith. Grace can never overrule faith. Whenever you see strong grace, you see strong faith. Whenever you see strong faith, you see strong grace. They are power twins. You draw faith out of the word of God, which is his grace, unto us. Hallelujah. We don't have time to go into these scriptures But next week, by God's grace, we'll continue from here. Without faith. You see, faith is our language. It is what? It is our language. We'll continue that one next week. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice and give God thanks for his word. Hallelujah. It is your life, faith, is your life, faith, is your life. It is the life you draw from the word of God to live here naturally. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Lift up your voice. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Let's worship him. Let's give him thanks.